You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle. And today we saw Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I should also probably mention that my name's not technically Sean. What? What is it? It's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang. 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 S-H-A-N-G. Shang. Shang? Yeah. You change your name from Shang to Sean? Yeah, I don't... I wonder yeah. how... I wonder how your father found okay, you. I was 15 years old, all right? What is... What is your name change logic? You going into hiding okay. and your name is Michael? You go on change it to Michael. That's that's not what happened. It's like, hi, my name is Gina. I'm going to go into hiding. My new name is Gina. Awesome. So uh, it's been a few weeks. Been a little bit. Yeah. Real life on life. both of our parts is yep. taking its toll. Yep. I'm, you know, starting professor duty and you're shooting a thousand weddings. It's what it feels like. I just am working all the time. It feels like so. Uh, we I have been watching What If. I have been. I've been watching stuff, and uh, we'll talk about all that at some point. So stay, stay tuned for that. Subscribe to the podcast so you're notified when those episodes go live. We will be catching up on what if eventually. But today we're going to talk about Shang Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. There are spoilers coming up, but first we're just going to talk from a spoiler-free perspective because I think that we can still talk a little bit about the movie, a little bit about the for filmmaking, sure. yeah. give a review spoiler-free, and uh, then we'll dive into you know. Some spoiler territory because there's a lot of it, absolutely a lot of it. So, yeah, all right. Um, well, you know, I'm just gonna ask you the question I ask you every time. Okay. What'd you think? And so I was really uh, pleased with the film across the board, mm-hmm. um, uh, even where it was sometimes uh, not unexpected events. Uh, you know, I so like sure. from a spoiler-free perspective, things that happened that I thought were gonna happen happen. Mm-hmm. But there was also lots of really wonderful choices. Um, it looked beautiful. It was a. It was like a piece of art. Yeah. It's like Marvel created a, a piece of art, a, a, a painting to represent Chinese culture, in a in a moving picture. Like yeah, and, it, and Chinese filmmaking too. And Chinese I mean, filmmaking, absolutely. You can yeah. see so much influence from old kung fu films, really, mm-hmm. to the much more modern sort of. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style, that yeah. whole arc, House of Flying Daggers, all of that, uh, as well as uh, other great Chinese and Hong Kong filmmakers' imagery and style thrown all throughout it. It was beautiful. The whole, I mean, the whole thing. Uh, I mean, there's there was multiple scenes in the film where you could just you could just pause and take in like the framing of the shot, and it w- it just it just felt so accurate and authentic to the to the genre of filmmaking that it's trying to represent and trying to pay homage to right but also like paying its respects to the culture in general like there was just so much there so much goodness and that's what happens when you when you hire a director who is part of is from that culture right understands what he's doing and then you have a crew of people who want to you know represent the the culture in the best light possible yeah and you know you hire Tony Ling and uh, Michelle Yeoh, you like you mm-hmm. hire people who care about both the genre and uh, Chinese cinema. So like yeah. not one or the other, uh, or Hong Kong cinema, like that whole arena. Right. And you know they are guarding 
gardening, guardianing, guarding. They're acting Guardi- as a guardian. <laughs> guardian. Okay. There you go. To uh, <laughs> to the the cultural things that they want there. So yeah. they, they're going to be careful of being exploited. They have real stature. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, what did you think of the fights? So, I mean, I thought the fighting was <laughs> was great. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of Marvel. Um, there's a lot of digital people fighting that happen yeah, once uh, in a while. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. there's no way to avoid that in a well, superhero look, we, movie. We we talk about this all the time, and specifically with DC, this is where it gets brought up with giant CG fights. Right. You know. And that's not the way this felt at all. No, because there was intent behind it, and there was meaning behind it, and honestly, there was like there was like art behind. Mm-hmm. Anytime there was a lot of CG fighting that was happening, it never felt out of place or like. You know, it lacked weight or meaning or anything. And like it was that. integrated into physical actions uh-huh. that real characters are doing. Mm-hmm. So if someone sort of got hit in the chest and blown away, there was a moment where actors were doing work in the right. middle and then right. the special effects took over instead of mm-hmm. that whole sequence being built around, you know, some digital being that's yeah. doing all the work. And as yeah. a result, you're right. The It yeah. felt like there was gravity, or if there wasn't, it felt like there wasn't. It, for be, real. But because there was a reason, but it, it's the same thing of like uh, you have to suspend your disbelief when, when there's there's a fight. It, it's it's the uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon sort mm-hmm. of. Um, we lack the physics of of the real world, and that was already, you know, planted in the beginning of this film in a right. sense that this can happen. So there is it is a Marvel film. There's magic. There's things that go on and. And and the, those images are baked in because they're mm-hmm. using the genre. So yes, if someone yes. is is in a way floating for a moment, mm-hmm. um, there's no reason that that can't happen in this genre certainly. And the film gave you weight when they weren't doing that to show the difference. And yeah. as a result, that felt like it had integrity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the action set pieces were awesome. I and to go back, sorry to the the yeah. fighting, the choreography. I'm so thankful there were wide shots. Oh. This, I mean, even just the difference between uh, this and Black Widow for right. me was night and day. Like, I, I, I was, it was jarring sometimes for me to watch the fight sequences in Black Widow. But here I could see the actors doing the work. And even if it was a stunt double, I'm still giving them the credit as actor doing the work in a wide shot in in the frame to because I mean, people it, have real skills yeah they, like we're they watching do. real skill yep oh absolutely i mean when i don't and i don't know how much of it is trickery cgi you know but it's cgi body doubles because if there if there are i can't tell right you know on certain things that i don't want to mention but right uh now, right. you know there's there but there are a lot of a lot of really wonderful moments that i'm just like this I can see the Jackie Chan inspiration, the Bruce Lee inspiration. Mm-hmm. I can see, I can see all of the, again, the Chinese cinema. Well, tremendous sort of Shaw Brothers kung fu moments where they're doing physical things that are all about hand position or about leg position mm-hmm. or body position. All those things were fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it really works uh, yeah. across the board. The fighting is is great, and even the big fights, which can often get out of hand, still yeah. had plenty of specifics that kept us uh engaged you know where, yeah where it, it was so much fun they we'll were so i was i was fully i was fully immersed in those fights um it was it was a lot of fun uh acting anything else you want to talk about there i was thought they were great i mean michelle Yeoh is is like spectacular and yeah. is unbelievably talented and mm-hmm. i know you've watched 
in the mood for love now, right? Yeah, yeah, and recently, yeah. Like, so, and so I've watched a, a watch load of his films. It's really it, yeah. great. I mean, but all of the films that I've seen him do, and I haven't, I've watched many films both in mm. and out of this genre, sort of. He is has so much integrity. Yeah. And for the role he's playing, which I don't want to talk about in spoiler free, but for what he has to do they needed someone of that stature yeah. that capacity for subtlety of emotion ah, i was just gonna say he's such a subtle actor in his in his approach it's so wonderful to watch uh yeah yeah man, little he's, transitions he's so great. he makes clear yeah and that's really spectacular yeah just his nonverbals are they i mean it's the difference between the way he tilts his head right can, yeah. can mean a whole different thing but where he twists the side of his cheek yeah. or his eyes which are so expressive yeah um and uh and that there's that that really works mm -hmm. uh, for, for the film too so i thought the acting across the board is really good and you know i wasn't sure about our two leads i really i mean aquafina i think is great but when she's playing broad it can be really i, risky. I have a hot take on aquafina she's she is better as a non-comedic actress uh, yeah. fully better as a non-comedic actress i think um, maybe it's just the style of comedy that I prefer, and maybe it's just not – she doesn't have the type of humor I, I necessarily laugh at. Uh, but, you know, man, like, she just wrecks it in The Farewell. Right. And I think any time that I see her being emotional or um, dramatic in some sense, not in the overblown sense that sometimes she uses it for comedy, but in right. the sense of – actually being in a dramatic role i think she crushes it and i same thing goes in this movie anytime she's being serious or emotional then uh I, that's where i buy her her performance the most yeah and i think that you know for this role she gets to play both ends of that yeah, and it totally. sort of works the the scale of the film lets her get away with some of the really broad stuff that mm -hmm. she does but then in tender moments she can sell it so well yeah. and her relationship with the other women who i think get great play in this film yeah um, th those relationships feel real and mm -hmm. anchored, uh, and, uh, and she's just and so true. much fun to watch too on screen. Yeah. I just have a good time watching her. Um, our lead Simu uh, Simu Lee. I don't know how to I don't know how to pronounce his name fully. Liu Liu. Yeah, he. This is the this is the first time I've seen him. Yeah. Um, is this like a breakout role for him? I I haven't I haven't seen him in anything else. Um, I and mean, if, if I have, anything I, that we're gonna know. Sure. You know, he, he, I don't think, I mean, he's in Kim's Convenience. Yeah, no, I haven't. You know, so he's done some. I haven't. Uh, uh, he was in The Expanse. Oh, he's in The Expanse. Oh, okay, but uh, I don't think. A very random part. side character, yeah, I'm sure, go. right? So, uh, so this so is. This some is work, a, but this is really his breakout. This role. is a breakout yeah. for him. And uh, I thought that, uh, I thought that he was, he was great. He was fun to watch. And again, with range, right? Yeah. Coming from this mm -hmm. sort of place he starts which is and, and a it, mess it is and hard for me to kind of judge his performance a little bit because i haven't seen him in anything else sure. and so i i don't fully know you know what he can do whereas with uh, again aquafina i'm like i've seen what she can do in the farewell i've seen what she can do in crazy rich asians i've seen what she can do here so i kind of have a, a gauge on her right on her performance level on her acting ability and uh but i'm excited to watch uh i'm excited to watch uh simu here continue to yeah, I, I think we're going to see him again, and certainly he's going to be around in these Marvel films. Oh, absolutely. And when we get to spoiler-filled, yeah. there's a lot to talk about about yeah. how well, that's going to function. Well, let's maybe, let's maybe go there now. Is there anything else you want to say about spoiler-free? No, I think we want to say that 
again, you know, we're going to say you should go see this in a theater. Yeah, I, I, uh, the, fully. Yeah. If, for, if, if just for, to see the fights at the scale that they need to be. Yeah. Um, but equally so for the sound. I think mm-hmm. the the movie has a, some scale to it, and yeah. the big sound of a theater mm. it, is helpful to the experience, and the music's beautiful. I, I was going to say, in, in this film, music especially is going to just make you feel like you're in the film like it's it's going to fully immerse you in that in that reality uh so yeah go see it go see this in the theaters uh it is worth it is worth the money yeah i think this actually suffers on the screen for Mm -hmm. the first time which i didn't feel like with uh black widow right Mm -hmm. uh or certainly with snake eyes um if we want to talk about (laughs) action yeah Uh, oh goodness uh and i i I have things to say about that but we're not going to do it here so (laughs) let's uh let's take a break for a second and we'll come right back with spoilers spoiler alert all right you heard it spoilers ahead if you haven't seen shang chi and the legend of the ten rings yet uh you're getting into some spoiler territory and uh you it will be ruined for you okay warning you now uh okay before we talk about anything else I want to first go to the end credits. Okay? Okay. There are end credits. I just need... This was the question I'm going to forget if I don't ask it up front. Why is Bruce Banner not Professor uh, Professor X? Good God. Professor Hulk. Smart Hulk. Right. So we... Because it didn't click for a second. I was looking at it. I was like, something seems off. And then I realized... Well, he's not, right? And... He also has a hurt arm. He does have a hurt so arm. So the arm still hasn't recovered. So that is a... Yeah, from the, from the snap. Right, from right. the snap. So we don't know that answer, I don't think. Yeah. But there is information we need yeah. to fill that out. Um, he was also in overalls and looked like he was working on was the it farm. O- was it overalls? It looked like like I thought he had like a flannel shirt or something. Shirt okay. or like, I, thought there was I must like have missed it. Well, I may have <laughs> Did he retire that. to Clint's farm? I, that's what I'm wondering about, if we're going to see him perhaps and get it explained in something like Maybe Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Hmm. which again, it, since all these are potentially out of order now, like they're not completely in sync because sure, of how far of the, the TV series have been yeah. pushed back, I'm wondering if some of this stuff is out of, uh, out of sync. But hmm. yeah, I... Um, I certainly think. Yeah, it took me a second to. I was like, "There's something off," and he's not. He's not a. Well, he's not Professor uh, Hulk. Captain here. Marvel is. Yeah, she's got her hair back. Her hair's back, yeah. and um, it's clearly been months since this is. I, I don't know where this falls in the MCU timeline. This, but it's well after the this, blip has happened. It must right? be. It must be around the same time Spider-Man three or Spider-Man two has happened, right? Sure. Six well, months after. Well, yeah, and we need to think right. We need to think about. Wong's role in this mm. who because he makes two appearances and I think one is certainly because he deserves the screen time yeah, 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 yeah. and the other is to get us into a position where we understand that this part of the Marvel Universe is part of Doctor Strange world right uh, and, and sort of included in there yeah. in that mystical realm yeah if you didn't if you didn't get that from the orange of the bands when it hit his right right I was right. like oh this is this is Doctor Strange orange here. This is uh, Sling Ring right. orange. Orange, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Except Super Sling Ring yes, orange. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you had any we'll theories see. or anything I, like I don't that, have so any that, theories that, at all. That's good. Someone's going to have a theory, though. So Yeah, I'm sure there's uh, a Screen Crush video up or there's something. There's something about uh, it. Lastly, the end-to-end credit that half the people in the theater decided to walk out With before. I don't, guys, I don't understand. Like, there is there are two credits here. There's always an end-to-end. 
unless you're watching Endgame, right? Which then it's just the hammering of of Tony's whatever making his suit. But uh, so his sister, Shang's sister, is taking over the ten taking rings. over the ten rings. Right. Is she hoping to run a uh, like a good empire this time? I'm assuming. Well, I, you know what the the question is: what is going to be the purpose of the Ten Rings right. after this? And I think that it's a great cliffhanger. I, she really doesn't is. feel like she's a bad guy. No. Uh, and the en- events of the final battle of this story certainly clarify some of that. But she's also damaged by what happened to her. So we have a complex character. Mm-hmm. I think we're. I think that will be great drive for a second film, right? She could very well fall into this gray area, mm-hmm. right? That that both drives the antagonist and protagonist forward, right? And we've seen that happen with like Sharon Carter. That's exactly what I was know, thinking of, right? Yep. And we've seen mm-hmm. sort of this, and and you know the Marvel films have this habit of killing off their bad guy, which again we have happen here, right? We right. lose significant. A significantly wonderful villain mm-hmm. so she can replace that or we can have a bigger villain again and she can be part of that story right and either way i mean she's accepted by the dragon by the great protector fing pang foom like she's, yeah she's ex- there she's all right right so i i would be hurt or betrayed if she ended up turning evil but yeah. gray i'm cool with yeah, yeah. If she went full villain, then I'm then I'm not down with it. Um, yeah. So anyway, wanted to talk about those two, those two end credits before we jumped into anything sure. else. That's great. Um, okay, let's let's start back at the top. Yeah. Anything that is jumping out to you right now that you want to talk about? I, I just think that it, this movie did a really good job of creating an origin story mm-hmm. without making it an origin story. Yeah, that does feel good. Yeah. I learned all I needed to learn about where this character came from and who he is and how he transformed mm-hmm. in what is a very traditional sort of hero's journey arc, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that whole experience, the, the whole process of that hero's journey uh, did not feel um, like I was watching Captain America, the first Avenger again, or yeah. Iron Man again, or like watching us, hey, let's introduce you to how this person was made. He right. transformed. The power was within him from the beginning, and we got to watch it appear as opposed yeah. to, I, I don't want to say be given to him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Well, and, and I think one of the reasons that this is a little bit different is that uh, Shang-Chi's not our full perspective, right? Like, we, right. Are, we are in his perspective, but we're introduced to his entire family life and origin through Katie's perspective. Right. Right. And so we're shocked. She's our, our entryway mm-hmm. into, into his crazy, crazy family life and world. And, um, so I think that changes things up a little bit because normally with, with an origin story, you're, you know, you're in Spider-Man's viewpoint or you're in Captain America's right. view, like you're mm-hmm. with them when the change happens and only with them, but we're, we're allowed to be with Katie and, and feel just as shocked as, as she is. Right? Yeah, it felt like a buddy film in a lot of ways. Yeah, it, yeah, it did. You know, they set you up like you were going to have to see him transform. Mm-hmm. And then he's already transformed, right? right. So it, there wasn't right. the lightning bolt or the spider bite or right. whatever. Right, when he fights in the bus, you're like, 
Oh, oh. wait, no, he's already right. he's already who he is. And then right? everything before that feels like a cheat, right? And mm-hmm. so suddenly you know he's false, and the movie's established what it needs to to get yeah. us to the end. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was great. Um, the buddy nature of he and uh, Katie is spectacular, and the fact that they didn't drop that even in the post-credit moment, like that is is wonderful. The fact mm-hmm. that she's a committed member in that way Black Widow is of a non-super yeah. member of a team is right. really exciting. Yeah, it's nice that they, they included her in, in the uh, little council there at the end, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, no. and I want to say, too, the buckle was so good. The fact that she's telling the opening story in a way, right? Like, the, the story is being told in narration at the beginning, and then we dump in at the end to narration again, that we have the, the voiceover narration is trickily trickily played into yeah and that was by lee right by his mom right by his mom in the beginning and Mm -hmm. then katie in the end Mm -hmm. and it was sort of really lovely that we transition these women in his lives oh yeah that's that's thoughtful yeah Yeah. that's really nice um that's a good catch i didn't i didn't catch that yeah it's and uh, you know their relationship which is boyfriend and girlfriend for sure yeah well yeah it's 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 unspoken, I right. think. It's like it's like fully platonic, but also romantic, mm-hmm. without being like disgustingly like, oh, I want to vomit. This is kind of gross to watch. Romantic, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and it also they didn't have to kiss. They oh, could exactly. Just love yeah, each other. you get one so joke. Good. You get one joke from Grandma. When are you marrying her? And uh, and that's it. And then you just see that they are there's chemistry and that they're compatible. And we we just let their friendship mm-hmm. be their friendship even though we know their friendship is probably more than just a friendship and, right and that's what good a good loving relationships yeah. about mm-hmm. right like there's this thing yeah that's really great about that um i thought that the the of oh, the backstory of the 10 rings yeah i was i was just thinking about this we just i mean they start with just hey let's catch you up let's get you up to speed right. on, on what the 10 rings are and that's dangerous right that mm-hmm. voiceover opening is sometimes disastrous yeah um, well it worries me every time we start right. like that because i was like oh okay exposition here we go right but it has to happen but then they did a wonderful job of playing in the action sequences within there mm-hmm. and giving us some fighting and especially when he gets to the doors yeah uh, or the you know the gateway there and meets his future wife and they have that really spectacular little fight yeah um you know you're in a different uh, movie like you you understand why the exposition's been there yeah i have to say i think that this film if you haven't seen any other marvel films you could watch this film and thoroughly enjoy it you might be a little bit confused about wong but other than that this is just a really fun good action movie yeah. that uh, it's a martial arts film right mm-hmm. like it that's what it is uh, and it stands. I think it stands completely outside of of Marvel. Yeah, I, I mean, when Wong comes in at the end, you may be like, "Oh, I uh, I want to see more." I think you could introduce people to the MCU with this film. I, I agree completely. I, I really, really do. And I think that the Wong in the beginning could just be like, "Oh, there must be, be something some, special about yeah, this who's guy." Yeah, this weird wizard <laughs> right, guy you know, right? like, fighting this? What I thought was the abomination at first, right? Wasn't it? Was like creature from the Black Lagoon, sort of on steroids but but really like you know as a as an intro it doesn't matter if you know who he is yeah it doesn't matter at all but you're right it is a tease into this Mm -hmm. larger universe and we are heading towards that universe full bore 
through the rest oh, yeah. of this year, right? So oh, yeah. everything is Doctor it Strange gets, land. It's well, and this is, I mean, I didn't expect this movie to be as mystical as it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really, really glad they went that way because the whole time I'm wondering how the heck does this martial arts guy, you know, how, do, how does he stack up next to Thanos? And clearly I think that he would have been very helpful you know, <laughs> six months, six well, to eight months ago, the, right? The truth, it really is. His the those ten rings give him, put him way up in the power structure oh, of yeah. the Marvel universe, because he would be really a difficult member of the Avengers. Well, as just a guy fighting Kung Fu. I have to say, I think that he is still up in the power structure without the the rings. Sure. Just from his abilities from uh, Talo. Right. Great. Right. Good point. I think that he, I think that he can hold his own, not as well for sure, but he was able to to acquire and take the ten rings without force. Right. And I'm wondering if there's anything else he can do that with outside of the rings, mm-hmm. like if there's some other power. That he's, connected, that he's to. connected to, right? Because it is about the mysticism of that, of that Talo realm, whatever mm-hmm. that world exists in, which I'm hoping we get more of at some point. Has to have the second film if they do a sequel to this. Feels like they have to go into more of that. Well, and it's a different realm. We get clearly get told it's a different realm. Clearly, yeah. Um, and that means for me that all of what we're doing through this section of the marvel phasing is to establish this mystical presence and give it real credence and connection like expand it which is great Mm -hmm. yeah and so i will not be surprised if we see shang chi or katie or uh xiaoling or somebody show up in dr strange Mm -hmm. or in spider-man 3 right or in uh you know some other random location like they they've now placed them into the world and uh, it's not weird if if they show up. Yeah, and Shang Chi can go with Blade like that. All there's a, mm. a whole path mm-hmm. of because he can really stand tall with these powerful mystic beings, and I, that, yeah. that was great. And that final fight sequence was beautifully done, yeah. uh, oh including you know one of the things. Uh, I know we're, I'm jumping to the end. We'll no, jump back to the beginning. Great. But that's let me fine. do this. I just want to say that the, the the sequence at the end. One of the things that's fantastic is the big bad appears mm-hmm. and we have a big good to fight it. Yeah. I, instead yeah. of it just being a single person or a gang of people fighting something that's way right. beyond their capacity. Yeah. There is a real, I mean, the, the humans do their thing mm-hmm. and the dragons are clearly Chinese. Oh yeah. Lore, right. Yeah. Like beautifully. Fully. All of those creatures are. Oh so my gorgeous. gosh. Magnificent. But the, but a big dragon fights another big monster, and yeah. then Shang Chi ends up being the solution, right? But mm-hmm. the it isn't just he's, he's the aid, right, to it. He's not like the he he's not responsible to defeat the thing, right? Like the dragon's alone, responsibility right. is to hold this whole village's responsibility is to keep this thing at bay. But Shang Chi comes in and says, "I can help." Right. It's you know it's what I always think about the you know the invasion in the Avengers and that mm-hmm. missile going up and blowing up all the ships mm-hmm. and that you know the fact that this one sort of nuclear device turns everything off right. always feels like it's th- it's they're too big for even these Avengers right right uh, and we get some differences in that and things like Endgame or whatever where we actually mm-hmm. get to see some scale and we see Thanos's power or whatever but here it was just great to see like oh we're gonna need a big creature yeah here's a big creature here's a big creature and it's fine because we've already 
set that up right from the beginning from the beginning here right yeah. like they they gave the back they gave the again the exposition on this entire villain right and it's also nice because it takes away uh from 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 uh what's his name it's tony's character i can't think of his name the da- dad you know it takes away from his kind of evil villainous right for sure you know trajectory here because because he is he honestly for me is is more of this gray character and so you talk about killing off marvel killing off their villains i'm like well i feel like this was the right thing to do for him i don't know how he would have existed beyond beyond this moment other than a support for his kids right down the road which honestly probably would have been a little nice too but but he's making a transition. You're right. He does make this transition. He's, that he can't his get out his of. his choice to abdicate his throne essentially and give his son the the rings, um, knowing what his son can do with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's said in the in the uh, in the opening exposition dump that he could have decided he could have used these rings for good, but instead he desired power. Right. Right. It's the whole. Right. That's right. You know, it's it's freaking Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Right. And. Uh, yeah, so we we know from the beginning that Shang Chi has to have these rings, and that he's going to use them for good. Like it's just a determined thing, it's like predestined. Right. You know, it has mm-hmm. to happen, and if it doesn't happen, the the promise of the premise is just right. Is broken. Is broken. Mm-hmm. Right. You've you've ruined my, the trust I have for you. So uh, it had to happen, but I think that that was the right the right move to to uh, kill his dad, and uh, I think the big bad demon soul eater took away from from the the villainous thing that Mm -hmm. was eating up because it wasn't his fault right he was being manipulated by the bigger thing right so yeah i'm glad there was a big giant dragon though to to face the the idea of loss and grief and loneliness is stuff that can make you do the wrong thing so that's pretty interesting yeah and i agree the the end sequence i mean that's one of the reasons to see it in a theater is just that the massive scale of that final battle and the yeah. quality of the special effects is just extraordinary. I also have to say, I think that, so I, I feel like I noticed the water dragon. They carved this symbol. The sh- I think it's a she. They called it a she. She carved mm-hmm. this symbol into the water at one point. I think it was a yin-yang symbol. And that's Chinese culture, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just realizing now that the colors of those two beasts, those two dragons, are that white and black and that opposite this balance thing yeah. here right um but i th- i feel like i saw her carved anyway that was just something i caught so so let's go let's just jump back to the beginning again yeah, and let's let's talk go, about yeah. Stuff. so yeah i mean i think all the family stuff that takes place uh mm-hmm. aquafina's characters her katie's family they're they're all nice touches of real grounding which the marvel universe does so well mm-hmm. um and even in and and certainly the san francisco stuff was beautiful but nothing like when we transported ourselves into uh, Macau and then yeah, uh, okay. to the other zones we're in in um, the the Chinese world there and the, the the I thought the bus fight was spectacular. Yeah, the oh, the choreography on that bus was so so much fun, so much fun to watch. I was like I'm I'm watching like Speed right now except with martial arts mixed in, and uh, yeah, that was that was just fun. And and with razor fist, right? With razor fist, with, and taser fist. They, I wish character. they would meet, man. But uh, oh, and he's 
I mean, he made it, right? So yeah, Razor Fist great. made it out, right? That that's great. He's a good one to keep. <laughs> but the, like that sequence was great, and it certainly altered the trajectory of the story. So we see Shang Chi is weak, and Sean, of course, which is hilarious. Sean, and, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the uh, the use of the subtle comedy on the plane, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. But once we get to the world of Asia, things really take off visually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I thought the the sort of streaming fight arena was fantastic, and all of the Easter eggy stuff that we saw inside those little glass rooms didn't feel gratuitous or Easter eggy, even though it was. Oh well, this it happened so quickly right. that I didn't have a chance to say, "Oh, look at that! Look at that!" And uh, I I have to you know, I have to watch the movie. Well, that's the reason to go time. on video, right? So you watch it in the theater, and you go watch it on video, so you can right, go right, through right. what's in <laughs> and, every and single room along you, the way. Yeah, exactly. And see it's, who's I'm fighting sure, again, who. I'm sure Screen Crush or the New Rockstars or somebody They're, has they definitively have, have it. They have every it, right? single one beat up, and and that's great. But it's but it's so it's so unimportant to. It really, the plot it really they're is. They're driving us through, yeah. So nothing feels pulled away from right. the core, right. of the story, right? Um, which was great, and that the fight sequence there when he fights his sister is character driven, which I think is so really mm-hmm. well done. So the fighting was good, but the acting within the fight, oh yeah, was good. Well, because because I strong. wasn't sure what the sister was thinking, right? And she played it the right way because I'm wondering. Does she actually recognize her brother? She hasn't seen him in 10 years. Or maybe she does recognize her brother and she's just ready to kick his butt. Like, I, I wasn't sure. And so I'm having to rely on the interpretation of our main character to let me know what he thinks. Right. And But he still might be wrong. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I, I thought the acting was great there, too. And you're right, visually, once we once you hit once you hit Asia, it just, like, takes off. Yeah, the, the fight cow. out on the uh, scaffolding, mm-hmm. which is... I mean, uh, heights are not a thing for me. I thought it was really well presented. Uh, well, and that's this is what I was talking about too. Is I'm there were so many long takes in the, right. in these fight scenes, which I absolutely loved. Even from the from the opening scene, you know, we're with we're with uh, the dad way, way back when when he's trying to storm this this stronghold, and we're seeing him swing these rings around, and we're just orbiting around him and following these rings into one take. Right. Sean, again, I don't know how much of this is is a CG body double for the scaffolding fight, but there were some long takes where they're they're parkouring over these right, exactly. over the scaffolding yeah. and still fighting. And I'm saying, I feel like this. I feel like this is real. I feel like they built a set and there's an actor doing work here, and it's in, it's insane. Right, and even if that scaffolding set is only two stories high, right, the work is still the work. Like the yeah. choreography is still. Beautiful. It doesn't matter. That guy could have done it. You right. know, a hundred feet in the air, or ten feet in the air. Right. Uh, so yeah, There's a little more risk involved at a hundred feet, but, but uh, who cares? Like, yeah, it's, it, he did it's it. About the action, it was right. great. Yeah. Um, and and so w- and you know, I was concerned. I think. I was super concerned that we were going to uh, run into some trouble with. Uh, th- this uh, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, we are yeah, podcasting we are. right now, too. So, nice to see you guys. <laughs> that is a better visit than when the security guy That is true. Us, so it's good. Yeah, they are all about nine years old, though, and I feel like they should not be roaming about a random parking lot at uh, That's good. It's good for them. 950. That's good. It's all right. Am I old? 
you're old now. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, well, I, I was worried you were going to end this Enter the Dragon mock-up, and it, it just turned on me and gave me this completely different story that was all about family. Yeah. And the dad issues that are the core of the Marvel Universe <laughs> raised their head. Um, but in every single environment we went into, the production design, the music, the cinematography, everything yeah. was like hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm caught up on the dad issues thing now. That's good. That's a good comment. We need to get uh, Shang-Chi and Peter Quill in a room. And, uh, well, well, you can name them all. Like, yeah. You can literally just run down. <laughs> I mean, then we have to get Tony Stark in that same room. Oh, gosh, and, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, we can go through. Uh, yeah, and at that point, you might as well just get all the, the, the Avengers need a, a group therapy session. Goodness. Yeah, man, that's it. It was just it was a beautiful film from front to back, start to finish. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised with like everything that they did in this movie. <laughs> Uh, I didn't have like huge expectations coming into it, you know. Right. I had, I mean, it's a Marvel film, so I kind of hold it to um, the standard that Marvel sets. Right. Um, I mean, I I would I would still say that my favorite moment ever in the cinema is seeing Endgame with, you know, all of those people mm-hmm. on opening night. Like I've never felt energy like that in a theater before, uh, or since, and I'm afraid I never will again. I, I'm afraid my experience in the theater has peaked. I'm gonna say I, I this movie is the movie that to- tells me that maybe we might get something else like this again. I, I hope so yeah. because the scale this film's scale was so large at the end, and it felt completely anchored in the story, mm-hmm. um, and the visuals were so good. It just it it was big without being cheap or easy, yeah. and mm-hmm. I thought that was spectacular. Yeah, and it and it's it. It had heart, right? It still right. had the heart and the emotion and the love and the. They Mar- Marvel is able to do these huge, m- this huge mystical action. It's out there, right? Especially for people who haven't watched Asian cinema, Chinese cinema, right. Japanese cinema, whatever. The fact that people are even coming to see this movie, and a lot of the movie has subtitles. Right. Is a huge turnoff for people that they're like, sure. Crap, I wish I wish they would just speak English, and there's that's a lot for people to get past, and uh, the fact that they're able to do all of that and still make you feel something in a in a Marvel action piece that you know this action film, I, they they just know what they're doing. Plus, I have to say, this director, if you haven't seen Short Term Twelve, this is the first film I've seen from this this director. Um, it's so good. Uh, and so I didn't know that he directed this until after the movie ended. I checked the credits on IMDb. And I said, oh, that makes so much sense because Short Term 12 is just chock full of emotion and effectively launched the career of Lakeith Stanfield. Right. And uh, I would say also propped up Brie Larson and uh, Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. Like those three, I, I think they can, they can thank Short Term 12 for their success in, in a way. Um, especially the Keith, but you know, his, the director's attention to detail and to emotion and being able to, to play both the, the, the big action over the top set piece with all the right. mystical stuff and, uh, be able to tie in all the heart and all the emotion that you need, uh, to make you feel satisfied at the end. I, I mean, I hope he continues to direct in the MCU because I thought it was so, 
balanced. I can't imagine he's not already contracted for the second film yeah. because they learned that lesson with Kugler, right? So undoubtedly yeah. uh, he's already yeah. got his name on a contract. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he directed Just Mercy too, which is full yeah. of heart and mm-hmm. uh, you know rich in its engagement with culture. So yeah, I mean he does a really fine job at channeling the material he needs, and I felt like everyone knew the source material mm-hmm. uh, and. And when I say source material, right, I'm talking about what they're honoring or they're yeah, channeling right. as opposed to the comic, which I think they also know, too. Right. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of research done, right. you know, just to just to get the vibe of what we're going for. Right. Go watch all this Chinese cinema. Go read the Shang-Chi comic and you'll get an understanding of what they're going for. Yeah. And it, what I think is really fun is this allows us to s- know that Marvel can do the big film again. So we've mm-hmm. seen like there's a thing about spider-man that's intimate right like yeah. it's not really a big story this the spider spider no it never it well uh far from home it's not was not a well that will be galactic big. Story. oh far from home sorry right far from home was not a galactic <laughs> story right I get, all, I get all confused right all the homes. and you know we've been in this television mm-hmm. world where some of them have been big but some things are smaller and right it's really great to see that Marvel can go into that big giant scale with these stories and keep the heart and establish a new character yeah. who we're going to be excited to see again. Oh, very excited. Well, and and it doesn't just it doesn't just establish a new character or take it to like a you know, not just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man sort of thing, right? They and they don't take it to space and they don't take it to a multiverse. They take it to a new reality, right. like a different reality, which is somehow different than the other realities that are talked about in the multiverse, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a almost a different dimension of right. reality, uh, and so they've they've completely showed us that there is a whole new world of opportunity that exists. We don't know what other heroes may come out of that that reality, that universe, that place. Right, and so they've just opened us up to a whole new, a whole new arena. Well, and they've redeemed after the disaster of uh, Netflix, Iron Fist. They've redeemed, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of Asian influence in the Marvel yeah. universe, uh, and that I think was really important to do, uh, you yeah. know, both culturally and just to add some a different flavor to what is going to become the Avengers. Like you can start to see. That that scene with Wong and mm-hmm. you know our non-professor Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel tells me that that's the Avengers intro, right? Like we're right. seeing that tease to where the Avengers are headed, and we know there's a big bad called Kang, right? Mm-hmm. But there could be another big bad, and Shang Chi can fight. Shang Chi can go against someone like Galactus, right? He can be part of that, and as well as anybody else, right? Could right. right. Um, right, as well as anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, you know, the Falcon's going to struggle in that situation, <laughs> yeah. or, or Captain, yeah. Captain America. Spider Man right? may, right? Spider Man's yeah. going to struggle in that, although they can participate, right? If you mm-hmm. have Shang-Chi and the Scarlet Witch and well, Doctor right. Strange. And this is, and this, is where, this is where the Avengers can shine because everybody has their role, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Clint can't. I mean, he shoots arrows and he is good with a sword, but he can't hold up to Shang-Chi and his Ten Rings, right? Like. Right. Everybody has a role to play, and that's why a team movie does best yeah. when everybody has something that they specifically can do as part of the team. It's why it's fun to watch 
um, ocean, the Oceans movies, Oceans right. 11, Oceans 12, right? Because not everybody's a small little Asian man can fit into a little bin and hide in a safe. Right, and not right. everyone's the con man who can right. convince someone to whatever yeah. in the, um, the casino. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's I'm excited. I'm excited for what they're doing. I'm excited for Hawkeye coming out. I'm excited to finish What If that's that's currently playing right now i'm excited for i'm excited for all of the marvel stuff coming but this feels like this feels the closest since pre infinity war of a hardcore straight up marvel superhero yeah film. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 certainly is after the blip right but it is firmly a, in, in that marvel universe of here's our new generation yeah here's a character we're going to share with you we're going to make it important even though it's a second stringer in a way mm-hmm. from the co- the comics and with the oncoming nature of x-men and a fantastic four they could easily have not given this guy the yeah. scope and scale they have and they've really made the commitment so this movie for me is a lot like captain america the first avenger for me mm-hmm. like a really well-made movie that sets up a superhero but in the end is like a good film yeah Yo, I totally agree. Totally agree. It's also nice to finally have a uh, Chinese representation, Chinese superhero on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this year, you have um, Sam Wilson taking over as Captain America. So you're seeing a lot of representation right now, which is good. Uh, right. It's a, a very lot of that diverse, diversity. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be a very diverse Avengers when yeah. we see him Oh, next. 100%. And I also have to say that it's so good to see people treating this kind of film with integrity because after Snake Eyes, um, you know, if this feels like yeah. redempt, so redemptive. To, I thought of Snake Eyes multiple times throughout the film. And, and the crime is this Snake Eyes could have been, been this good yeah. because those leads, now that I've watched, you know, the first season and a half of Warrior, yeah. those guys can fight and yeah. they can – and <laughs> talk about <laughs> betraying their skill set. Yeah. Whereas, you know, these guys are learning or doing these these fights um, uh, with the, the whatever CG support didn't matter because the fighting and the choreography was so yeah. solid in this film. Yeah. I Snake Eyes is a huge disappointment. And uh, if only they could take some lessons from Chinese cinema. Um, Let's be honest. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even though that was a, more of a Japanese but even Japanese cinema. Take some lessons from Japanese sure cinema. Sure, Whatever, man. Anyway, uh, what else do you want to add? Did you want to talk about music at all? Or I mean, the music like was great. It, it was both traditional and not traditional. It did mm-hmm. this wonderful mix. The use of Hotel California was wonderful and a good plant and payoff moment. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, multiple plant and payoff yeah. moment for that. Yeah, the music was great. I uh, And big and full of scale. And the, the main theme is still echoing in my head it's always fantastic yeah i can hear the chinese strings right now i have to say wong has come a long way from uh not knowing who beyonce was right. in uh Comertage when dr strange showed up to now singing hotel california karaoke right. with uh shang chi and katie um i also real quick something we we you know passed over was the return of ben kingsley as uh trevor slattery um i'm glad they retcon that whole thing that was good wasn't sure what they were going to do with that uh and uh yeah i'm glad they i'm glad they acknowledged that entire situation and they gave him real screen time they gave him a lot of screen time so, and that was great he <laughs> could it could have just been like retcon done thank yeah, you yeah thank oh, you look, bye you're gonna stay in jail yeah right <laughs> 
No, he travels all the way with them to Talo. And I'm I'm they didn't show us what happens to him afterwards, but I'm assuming he was invited to stay. I, I don't know, and I think that's a great thing we need to discover as yeah. we move forward. But what I do think it's really funny is um that there felt like there was a moment where they're gonna say, like, wait, you can't come in here. When he got out of the uh but the first of all, one of the like the horse the Asian horse creature mm-hmm. yeah. stared him down, right? Yeah. And then he gets out of the vehicle, and I was just waiting for him to say, like, you can't stay. And when they didn't say that, I'm like, they're going to let this guy yeah. this be very a part white of this guy. giant yeah. battle. Like, yeah. this is fantastic. <laughs> and, he, and he's, again, he's got the chops, right, to pull off the comedy. Mm-hmm. It's, he was, oh, it my was gosh. Great. He was he was such a surprise. For some reason, I didn't think he'd show up. And Well, and certainly not have that much screen time no. um, to become, like, part of the team. He has a... I mean, he's he's with the story for, like, midpoint on. Yeah, but at least yes, I maybe midpoint on. You could be I right think about it's, that. I think it's about midpoint on. Um, and, you know, the Morris creature is great, and a comic book creature right out is of the it? comics. Yeah. yeah. So like a good Easter egg that actually okay, has yeah. position right. in in the film. Um, but his relationship with that was fantastic. I mean, he just integrated <laughs> it so well. The whole thing really wonderfully oh, so done. So funny, so funny. Anyway, I loved I loved the movie. Go see it in theaters. Um, Agreed, and then watch it again yeah. when you're home. Oh, that's, absolutely! That's, yeah, watch it on, on Disney, Disney Plus when it hits. Yeah, it, um, it's it's that that's just a it's just, it was fun, man. It was just so much fun. I don't know if it was Thor Ragnarok fun. I have a, a ball watching Thor Ragnarok, but oh, this is a you can watch this a couple of times yeah. easily. And I would say, like, it's as you said, I think it's just such a great point. It is a tremendous entryway mm-hmm. into the Marvel universe for someone who has not participated so far. Yeah. Show them this movie, especially if they love chi- Chinese cinema and they haven't watched any Marvel stuff. Just show them this and they're going to and they'll be right in. be hooked. Yep. They're going to be hooked. Um, last thing I want to say is that I hope this film introduces more people to Asian cinema in general. Um, you know, once you get over those little barriers of the subtitles, you're introduced to a whole new world. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's if, worth it. If you... If you like Tony Leung in this, yeah, you, there are performances he does <laughs> in uh, Hong Kong cinema and in uh, uh, you know some martial arts style cinema that is just worth every second of watching. I mean, in the Mood of Love is in particular one of those, but he's th- th- that whole series of films, yeah, uh, and. Uh, yeah, when we get to a, a sort of wrap-up episode, I'm going to spend some time on Chinese cinema. So cool, I've been buried in it for the past Yeah, month. you've been watching a lot of it. A lot of it. A lot so, of it. Maybe um, we need to make a list of uh, you know your entryway into Chinese well, cinema or into I, I Asian cinema. I don't know if it's an entryway or not, but sure. God damn, this stuff is really good Yeah, uh, and a real treat. But we can, we can talk we'll about talk. it another time. Let's uh, get out of here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Racking Focus podcast. We'd love for you to join in on the conversation by leaving us a message at anchor.fm slash Racking Focus podcast. The link is in the description of this episode. We'd love to feature you in the podcast and respond to your questions and thoughts in a future episode. And if you want to track all the films we watch and talk about, you can catch either of us at Letterboxd. Uh, You can find me there at John Doyle. And I'm at Josiah Blizzard. The links to our profiles are also in the description of this episode. We'd also love for you to leave us a review wherever you're listening. And we ask you to leave a five-star review because that helps people notice us. But you can leave whatever comments you want about us in the review. That way you can share your opinion and increase the conversation. Lastly, follow us on Instagram at Racking Focus Podcast, where we post screen grabs from some of our films we're watching and where we'll keep you updated on the episodes that are releasing week by week. 
If you are listening to an episode, we'd love for you to share a screenshot of that episode you're listening to and tag us in your story. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Racking Focus Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast.